Welcome to the Builders Podcast, episode 105, using ChatGPT and other AI-based tools in our web design agency today and the future. Before we jump into this episode, please subscribe to this podcast, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, and after a listen, please give us a thumbs up, like, and share if we've earned it. With your help, we can reach more people and deliver these valuable from the trenches lessons to those that need it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another The Builders. I've had a rough day. <laughs> Let's start with that. I have, I have an old truck I've had for over 20 years. I, I just hold on to it because it's a great uh, truck to haul things, you know, uh, working on the house, you know, picking up lumber, what up, you know, going to the dump and stuff. It's just a great little truck. Not even a little truck. It's a full-size pickup, uh, four by four, but, um, it like broke down and like the busiest intersection in the neighborhood <laughs> today. It just died. It's not, you know, the lights are still working. I don't think it's the alternator. I don't think it's, uh, the battery. It just went kaput. <laughs> so, I had to like use my foot to get myself some momentum to go backwards out of the intersection and, uh, and then get some help to push it to where it needed to go and then get a tow. That's been my day. <laughs> and so earlier in the day, I was going to record this. Now it's later in the day. I don't usually record them this late in the day, but here I am because I wanted to talk about chat GPT today. How exciting is that? How unique. No one's talking about that these days. <laughs> it is uh, it is on everybody's minds. And some people have a positive attitude about it, and others are scared or worried or have a negative view in, for all different reasons. I've, I've talked to a, a number of people about this, but what I'm going to talk about it is in the context of looking at it from in the positive light and understanding acknowledging that it's going to change a lot and there is probably going to be some pain in certain areas uh, for with certain people. Um, but pain that's manageable, right? I think if you are able or willing to adapt. So let's dig into it. So yeah, first let's talk about that freak out, right? Some, some people are just anti- AI, anti-chatbots, anti-having a computer do stuff for them. What is ChatGPT? I'm not going to get too much into it. You know, I, what I could probably do is actually open up ChatGPT and have it write a description of what it is. But the, uh, the crux of it, as I've tried to explain it to numerous people, even my wife, and uh, that was not easy, <laughs> Is basically it can't, it's an AI. It's a language model that basically has taken all of the content. I think all the content on the internet, a lot of content and basically like chatbots in the past, it takes all that and then you prompt it with some question or request and it spits stuff back at you. But this particular uh, solution, uh, created by, uh, OpenAI is 
uh, quite a bit better than what we've experienced in the past. It's pretty darn amazing. I want to share some experiences I've had with it and how it's being used and just the potential of, of just that. And there's actually a, this is chat GPT three, four is on, uh, in the, it, I don't know when that's coming, but they're talking about four already and it's supposed to be even better, but, uh, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people are afraid of this type of thing because basically what it can do is it can generate content for you in this case. So there's, there's other solutions out there that can also generate. You're probably seeing it around the internet too. Uh, can create uh, art. It can create, you know, like graphic design. It can create do just incredible amount of things. I actually have a page up here um, from a website. Now this website I just learned about. It's called hotpot.ai. Hot h o t pot p o t dot ai. And I haven't actually dug into this, but I, I'm only referencing it because of all the things it does. Um, it can basically upscale photos and art. Uh, it can, so I think that means you can blow it up and like zoom in and maybe it improves it. Remove backgrounds, which you can kind of already do with things like Canva, which by the way is amazing. That's a side note. <laughs> I, for years, having to have done it for the last 20 years, uh, remove backgrounds from images with like Photoshop, it's it been a pain. Now it's like, it's just magic. Um, maybe even Canva uses some AI to do that. They have to, right? Because it, it just seems too easy. Um, you can remove images from photographs. Uh, you can colorize old photos. You can personalize art, whatever that means enhanced faces. There's just all kinds of graphical things you can do. So, uh, so it's just not just content, it's graphics as well. It's going to be video. Uh, people are writing books using chat JPT. Um, yeah, like poems and music lyrics. This is just this, this 2023 feels like the year it's going to explode. And it, it, it is just, it is, uh, happening really, really quickly now. Uh, this is just going to get faster and faster and it's just going to be madness. Uh, so that's why I think, as I'm going to talk about here, that I, we need to embrace it. It's not going away. This, this is too darn amazing. <laughs> it's too good. And, and I know, like, especially I, I keep my eye on a few art communities and that side of things because, uh, maybe of my background or just happen to see it online. I have an art background in art. So I can think about it from that perspective as well. And, and how, uh, there's a couple different, I, I think people worried that it's going to replace the artist, you know, even on graphic design side, like it's going to, you know, are you even going to need a graphic designer? You just have an AI bot do it. Uh, but also from a plagiarism or a, um, stealing people's artwork. Like you can have it create artwork in someone's style. That's nuts. <laughs> Say, I want to, I want to create, uh, a piece of art and this is, this is the subject matter and I want it in the style of Picasso and boom, almost that quickly, uh, you have a new painting. So yeah, 
uh, kind of crazy stuff. And it's, it's changing. It's, it's so dramatic. Like I look, I look at, uh, people's responses to it where people just not even paying attention. <laughs> like my wife, I'm trying to get her attention about it, but you know, she's not a techie. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, but people like even on my Facebook and stuff like that, there's like no one's, there's a few people that get it that I see her talking about it, but, and maybe it's because it doesn't affect everyone yet, but it will. This is like so dramatic. <laughs> um, even, even from a consumer perspective, you know, like the things you, maybe if you need somebody to do, you know, to design something for you or whatever, that type of thing, it's, it's going to affect so many things. The thing about it is, so with ChatGPT, it's been th this explosion of just everybody's talking about it. This is how you use it. This is how you can implement it. And, um, and the internet marketers have just fired up. I come from the internet marketing world <laughs> in the 2000s. I know how the internet marketing people are. Um, not in a, you know, they're not all bad, uh, but uh, they really cling on to these things and they're going to have, you know, how to make a million dollars overnight by using chat GPT kind of thing. <laughs> so that's going to be out there. It is already out there. Um, I talked to a friend who's like, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> he like follows some, some of these guys and uh, he's like, Oh my God. <laughs> um, but the fact of the matter is this type of thing isn't necessarily, it's new in how good it is. But things like this have been being developed for a long, long time to help you shortcut and do things. We used to, back in the, speaking of the 2000s, I mean, we used, I used to do this. I did, did a lot of content back then. I was a niche marketer, did affiliate marketing, pay-per-click, SEO. And, uh, we would use it. I remember one thing specifically that was like, uh, it was like software that could spin content. Yeah, basically you could um, put, what I would do is I would have content written and then, um, but I would also, like, I think that content, I would actually spin it as well, which means it just, the there was a program that could actually mix it up, like change out words and phrases and, and do, uh, basically the goal was to make it into something new. And so you wouldn't have duplicate content that type of thing. So especially if you were getting like, uh, you know, like private label content or, um, or resell, you could, you know, people sell content and stuff, and then you can make it unique uh, by running it through the software. And you could, there's all, there was all kind of parameters I could put in there, I remember, and including just how different I wanted it. Um, or, you know, it just, yeah, it's, it was a while ago. It's hard to remember it all, but um, amazing back then, right? Uh, people might call that a little spammy sometimes, what we were doing back then. Uh, but we're just you making unique content. It was, you know, it, it, as long as it's helpful, it's not hurting anybody by seeing that content. I mean, <laughs> if somebody lands on your website, it's useful. Um, and it helps them make a buying decision or whatever. You know, that was our, our thought process back then. So there's a lot of that type of stuff going on back then to help us speed up things. And, uh, but it was pretty rudimentary yet. 
Um, fast forward to the last couple of years, you know, internally here as a web design agency, we do a lot of content. That's just something I like to do. Uh, probably not a surprise knowing my background. <laughs> so uh, when I do it, you know, I'm consistent about it. I want to put it out there on a regular basis and I get help. Um, I get help from a team and uh, they have been using, um, my content person has been using a site called Jasper. Now, if you haven't uh, visited Jasper, basically it helps you build, create content. And particularly, it's really, really useful for an international team that maybe English isn't their first language or uh, maybe they're okay with English, but it's it's a great way for uh, they can leverage that to help generate uh, better content. And so we have a process where, you know, using Jasper to help come up with ideas or create the content. And then we go through this editing process. I see everything. I edit it. And so we're not just pumping out spam. Everything's customized and personalized and, and everything else. But we use it as a tool. And that's going to be kind of the theme of this whole, this whole episode here. We're using it as a tool. We're not, it's not the end all be all. Um, but Jasper has been really, really helpful for us. And I don't use it necessarily to create blog posts or anything like that. Uh, not, not full out things, you know, and like you don't say, Hey, write me an article and then it writes you an article. And you're done and you push publish. That's not, how, that's not how it's being used. So the people that are first seeing this type of stuff, they got to understand that this isn't, this isn't, um, the bots aren't omniscient. <laughs> they don't know. They're not humans yet. <laughs> they're, they're not human level yet, right? They're not that good yet. Um, you have to prompt them. You have to tease out what you want them to generate. And then from there, it's never perfect. You know, there's repeated words or, or just, you know, you might, you have to know your, how you write. So you have to put in your own voice. Like I wouldn't, like, uh, I was recently do, doing some content and I'm like, I wouldn't say it that way. <laughs> that's not, that doesn't sound like Matt. And that's what you have to, that's what you have to do. You can use it to help you get, even if you get 60 or 80% there and, and, but then you tweak it and you, you, you know, it's just, you know, it's just generating you a starting point. So that's, we, we've been using that for some time. And now with chat GPT, we're not really using it, but we have used it. And that's also what I'm going to talk about here. Um, so we've been just kind of, so on the, this is on our marketing side, we're using Jasper. I haven't really used it for clients, I don't think, um, to date. And the reason for that is we don't really do content. We give the content to the client to do, or, or they have some other, you know, we work with a lot of other marketers and uh, agencies and stuff, and they have their own ways to create their content. We just implement it. Um, we do the design, we take that content, bake it into a design or whatever, or, you know, um, yeah, so we haven't been, but 
now the things I'm seeing, it's like there are things that we can use from a content perspective using ChatGPT in our web design process and potentially helping clients. And I already have a case right now. We're working on a project right now where I think it can be utilized. And I'm going to give you, let me give you this example. Well, number one, so I just learned, <laughs> I was watching a video on YouTube and I just learned that how you could use content from ChatGPT in like mockups, design mockups and stuff. Um, and basically what that, what that means is, so, so I try, again, I was trying to explain this to my wife, so I'm going to explain it to you like I explained to my wife, but, um, when you create a mock-up, right, when you create a mock-up, basically you use something called Lipsum. Um, I don't, I don't think there's a name. Um, it's, uh, let's see, Lipsum, yeah, Lipsum Generator. Lorem Ipsum. Lorem Ipsum. It's a Lipsum Generator. It basically creates, um, placeholder text for you that's like, um, Latin. <laughs> it's just gibberish to somebody that doesn't know Latin. I, I assume that if you did know Latin, it's saying something. I don't know what. <laughs> Isn't that strange? <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. Like, we've been using Lipsum all this time. We have no idea what it's saying. I hope it's not offending anybody. Anyway, <laughs> um, but maybe you're already thinking, what if we don't need Lipsum anymore? What if we just need ChatGPT? And here's why I, I think this is really, really powerful. Because... Not everybody likes Lipsum. I've actually worked with four people uh, that don't didn't like me using it. And what they wanted to do is they wanted us, and I can't even remember the context um, or who it was. <laughs> it may have been working at Rapid Crush. Maybe there was somebody there who were working on a project. I don't know. They didn't like Lipsum. They wanted us to, um, and maybe it was actually, maybe it was the demos we were creating for like our WordPress themes and stuff. But we wanted to actually use actual text, actual contextual text that was English. And the reason is because the, when we're demoing it or we're showing this to a client or a potential customer, they're going to have a better feel for what this design is doing and what it's communicating and it just... You see it like it's like it would be in the in the wilds in the in the world, right? And it's just better than see like it's having just lipsum. It's very distracting. And it's very um, it's, there's no context there. There's no um, there's, there's some psychological things going on there. Um, but if you can now use ChatGPT in place of that, so you can let's say you're creating a theme for. Um, an HVAC company and you know nothing about HVAC, but now you can say, Hey, you go to chat GPT and all you do is you prompt it with something like, Hey, I'm a running an H HVAC company and 
I need two paragraphs describing what we do in this aspect of what we do or whatever. Um, you just, just say that. And then it spits it out in literally seconds. It's one of the crazy things uh, about ChatGPT. The, the processing power behind that has got to be just incredibly immense. <laughs> it's just so quick. If you've ever used chatbots before, and I've played with chatbots for years. I, I, I love chatbots. Um, anytime I see a new one, I'm always playing with it, uh, asking it questions and you know, messing around. But a lot of times there's, there's a lot of solutions in the past where it's like you wait, type it in. <laughs> this is like instant. Doesn't even matter what it is. It could be a whole article, like quick. Anyway, I digress. But um, but you can see how powerful that can be. So now we can create designs and create headings and create actual content. If we don't have the content yet from the client, or we're creating a demo of something, we can now have content that makes sense. Because content is part of the design. You know, it's part of the, the look, the feel of a, of a design. So, if you know, using just random lipsum is is kind of, uh, yeah, it's not good. So um, it's it served its purpose. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's still applications for it. But I just think that's one example, though, that I'm seeing. So there's another example. Um, so I have, I'm working with a project right now. It's a full design development. It's a pretty simple project, um, but the, the client has no content. <laughs> he has no website right now. It's an established business, though, but they just run everything through a Facebook page. It's a little crazy, but they look like they're doing pretty good. They got a lot of images of projects they've done and stuff, and but there's no content. There's no, you know, about. There's no, you know, and nothing about. There's nothing to go by. So my thought process is, well, man, I can just, you know, leverage chat GPT. And this is actually through an agency. And I don't even know if we are going to end up with content, but we can just create content now. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, if they, we can create it and they could tweak it. You know, it's, if it doesn't, if it takes me like a minute to go create a paragraph about something, or to introduce something or to just, just because a lot of content on a website is short, right? And we're not talking about full articles here. We're just talking, I'm not going to do that. But a lot of times, like, especially front pages, you might have, you know, this, uh, a little cr clever, little quote here or statement about, you know, your mission statement or whatever is throughout, you know, or something about one specific ser service that you provide and it just needs to be two or three paragraphs. I might be able to actually generate that now and it'd be fine. So there's another application that I'm thinking about in, in what I'm doing. And it's not, am I taking that away from uh, a content person out there that you might taking their job away? Probably not in those applications. Now on a larger scale, maybe, <laughs> But like in those little applications I'm talking about, we're not hiring a, a content writer to do that. And the client's probably not hiring somebody to do that. The client's going to probably come up with something, you know, themselves, or we'll work with somebody within our team to just write something. But it's not, but it's just an extra value to our service, something else we can do that could potentially really, um, number one, 
you deliver a project, you know, like maybe we're, we'd otherwise have to wait on content or something, but, but little things like that, I think is where this type of thing can really, uh, enhance what we're doing. It's just another tool. It's another thing. It's not the whole thing. Um, we'll get into that a little bit where this might be headed, but yeah, it's just another thing. There was another example where we used this actually with one of my partners, uh, agencies. So we were doing a presentation for a client and, the, and my partner agency, the, one of the, one of the people there putting this present presentation together, big presentation. Uh, I think we landed on 40 or 50 slides. There's all this stuff. And there was like four or five different people doing or maybe three or four different people doing different parts of this presentation. I had a big part. I had like 20. I had like half the slides because I'm, I'm the tech guy. And this was a, uh, kind of more of a web development, uh, focused situation. Anyway, there was, uh, a part where we're talking about, and I want to get too technical here. We're talking about headless, uh, CMS, headless WordPress. Um, and, um, uh, we needed a definition of that. <laughs> and I was going to write one up, right? I, I can write a definition. I can sit down and write two, three paragraphs. And then he's like, the guy I was working with, he's like, you know what? I'm going to just do it in chat GPT, see what it comes up with. And then if you want to edit it, you know, you can edit it. And so he did that. And so I saw the slides the next time I, we got together, we saw the slides and he's like, you know, let me know on the definition. And I read the definition and I tried really hard to find something to change and make it better. But I'm the first, I'm like, I read it and it's just great. I'm like, that's fine. That's good enough for our presentation. You know, it saved time. It probably even wrote it better than I could have wrote it. Right. Um, you know, that's a kind of a side thing that happens in my business. I'm, you know, yeah, we're doing a lot of web development, design, all this other stuff, but we also have to do presentations. We have to win business. We have to do a lot of other things. So there is another application and how we've used it in our business. Now I'm going to tell you a little secret. So we'll also do content. So I'm kind of jumping around here, but I'm just all these little applications that I'm using this. So I did uh, on my blog, mattlevenhagen.com, there is a new article. Um, I hope to do more on that blog. Uh, I haven't, I didn't write much last year, but uh, I like to, I've done it twice now. I, I like to kind of review all the books that I've read through the year. And I read like nine books last year and like, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write a review of these books. And I'm like, well, number one, the most important thing here is this, that you know what I read, right? This is Matt's reading list. But I wanted to like write a little something about each one, you know, just a little review of it. And so I'm like, chat GBT. So what I did is each book, I, I created like a little template. So this is, you know, basically that says something about this is the author. This is the name of the book. Write it in this way from a perspective of a web developer, web designer, or from the perspective of somebody running an agency. Uh, and then I might add a couple other little bits like that, you know, just to kind of guide it. And it would write it and just write a couple paragraphs. And it wrote it and wrote it for every single book. And then I went in <laughs> and personalized it. 
because again, like I was talking about earlier, uh, that doesn't sound like me. <laughs> but it was a great structure. It created the structure, and then I went in and I just kind of tweaked it and added some things. Sometimes it would repeat, uh, like it said, agency too much. So I would uh, remove that or just make that more vague or or say it in a different way. So I used it, and I just so I I wrote it. Well, it wrote it, and then I modified it and made it sound normal uh, in Matt's voice. And I won't do that for every article. This was a little, it was, it was number one, a little bit of an experiment to see if I could do it and how I could use it. But also it's kind of one of those things I'm just creating like reviews um, and they're accurate reviews. And it's just, it's really basically, you know, just uh, bullets about that particular book. And it would have been something I would have said anyway. Or probably wouldn't have, because I wouldn't have remembered. <laughs> you know, I'm not a writer. I, mean, I don't see myself as a writer. So it's like that probably wrote it better than I could have ever wrote it. Um, in that, in that way, I'm not a reviewer. That's what I mean. Um, so, so there's an application. Like I said, my other blog posts, I probably, I think it'll probably be more, uh, just as an aid. Like if I'm trying to write something and, um, and maybe I need a definition or maybe I need, uh, how would you say this, you know, or I need three bullets on this. And that, that can be another way you can use it too. Like I want to write an article about, um, I want to write an article about uh, a particular topic. Can you write five bullets, you know, whatever. And then you, then you just take those bullets and you just write it. Or you can, you know, ask for an outline of an article, something like that. I think that's really, really useful. You know, for me, is not this isn't like my main gig. Like I'm a designer, developer, running the agency team. That's what I do. But writing is kind of the side thing I have to do. And if I can have an aid and help doing that, that's great. And as and same with my team. Um, if it helps them generate content and do the things that we need to do day in and day out, it's awesome. So I think. It's just really this kind of shift in thinking that we need to do. I mean, there's so much, there's so much. The shift in thinking is that, you know, you, you can't look at it in a, in a negative light. It's here, right? It's, it's too late. <laughs> it's here. It's been developed. And it's only going to get better. It's going to get crazier. It's going to get mental. Um, it's, it's, um, and you could get, you could worry about it, worry about your, your job, worry about your craft, um, or you could learn how to use it and leverage it to do better. Cause I don't think people want to get rid of humans. Um, one of the things that, um, you have to understand, and so I, I don't see like, even if I'm doing those mock-ups or I'm doing, you know, let's say I could do the whole mock-up. Let's say you had a bot that did the whole mock-up. Okay. Let's say you had that. Okay. Do you really think that just because a bot wrote that or not wrote that, designed that, that the client is going to automatically be like, of course, it's beautiful. There's no way. There's, there's no way. Just because a bot creates something doesn't mean it's great. But what you could do is maybe go back to that bot and say, hey, can you tweak this? You know, and they want to, this, this color, this style instead, or 
you may do that. You still could prompt it and do all that stuff, but there's still going to be this need for this iterative process or you going in there and tweaking it yourself, kind of like the content. It's going to be the same with doing layouts and different things uh, for web websites. I think certainly there's going to be tools that are going to help us build out custom sites and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know that it completely replaces designers and developers. Not anytime soon anyway. I, and I think even then, if it does, there's still this need for human interaction, um, to guide that process, to interpret things, to translate things. Cause you have to, you're right now, it's very rudimentary in terms of how you tell a bot what to do. You know, you're not having a conversation with that bot. That bot's not asking you questions. <laughs> it's not saying, well, Matt, um, do you have any examples of, you know, this type of design and, you know, what, you know, this like, do you have, do you have a favorite color? It's not asking you anything, right? It's not asking you, uh, what your tastes are or, you know, um, it's not taking in the feedback from the client. You know, that still also has to be facilitated regardless by somebody, right? Whether you're a freelancer or an agency or whatever, you're talking to a client, the, the client's going to want that personal interaction. If you look at all the other technologies that are out there and all the things that happen, even like uh, call centers and, and, you know, all this stuff out there, people still want to talk to a human being. And discuss things with a human being. So that ne human being needs to be knowledgeable and be able to interpret that. And again, use these tools as an aid. As you know, I think that's where we are today. I can't predict. No one can predict in five years, ten years. You listen back at this in five, ten years and be like, okay, Matt. Uh, <laughs> now the bot's listening into conversations and knows exactly what we need. <laughs> probably that. Probably. Would you mind if our bot, my, our bot's name's Mary. Mary would like to join us on our call to discuss your project. And at the end of that call, Mary will compile everything we said and um, have a design to you in five minutes. <laughs> it could happen, right? Yeah. So I think uh, that's really all I wanted to talk about today. I think I see a lot of different opinions on, on bots. Um, I, I, there's a lot of opinions out there. Everyone's got an opinion and some people are, are just running with it to, you know, sell their next ebook or course, or, uh, they're jumping on the bandwagon for sure. Um, that's not my goal with this, but it is my, you know, it's just something that's big and impactful. Um, I, you know, hope that. Uh, if you're listening to this, this, you found this interesting and, and maybe inspiring. Um, I think there's a very specific way you have to look at these things. We, uh, you know, especially in the internet marketing world, um, we're always looking for shortcuts, ways to do things, um, kind of cheating the system. Maybe you've ever heard of like white hat, gray hat, black hat, uh, black hat being, uh, you're cheating the system. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're stealing traffic. You're doing this. You're doing that. Um, you know, this is more, this, this is not any of that. It's, and it's not, 
This is like the real deal. It's here. It's a tool. It's like, you know, like your graphics programs that help you create graphics. This just takes it to another level. Um, your writing tools uh, that helps you write. Um, it just takes it to an, another, you know, we, we used to spin content. We have somebody, you know, human content, it would be spun um, into something new. Now that's just, uh, you know, it's just generated from a massive amount of knowledge on the internet. Um, but I think it's for me and how I'm looking at it, I'm just looking at it. So I, I, I think from my perspective, it's a little bit different. I'm looking at it from the perspective of somebody that runs an agency. And yes, I love my team. And I think, um, I wouldn't want one of my designers, developers suddenly be out of a job, you know, or be replacing them with a, a bot. What I hope is that I would be able to guide um, my team member um, and develop them to help them utilize these tools more and or to move them in a little bit in that direction to embrace the future and not be left behind. Um that's, I think, my role as, uh, the leader in my, in my, you know, being the, uh, person at the helm <laughs> at the, my agency is to make sure that we're always keeping an eye on what's going on out there and the t new tools coming about and all this stuff. Um, and being able to help my team use and leverage those things, uh, so they can do better at their jobs and be more efficient and can help uh, in the end our company grow and um, so that we all prosper. Um, you know, having, going back to, you know, using Jasper, uh, when I, I had, I had started using it because I wanted to, because I, I, it was fascinating to me. So I like to test things and I do like to write content and stuff like that. I'm like, well, if this could help, because that can actually help you with like social posts and stuff like that too. Um, but if I can have this help me and, and shortcut some things, you know, and, and do things faster and more efficiently, that's great. But then when I introduced it to my VA who is from the Philippines and she started using it and it, I, and I let her use it for a while and then I asked her how she liked it and she's like, this is my new best friend. <laughs> it's literally how she put it. It's her new best friend, right? Like this is in the context of what we're doing there. Um, in the context of creating content, you know, it's making her job easier. It's giving her another tool to be able to help um, our agency uh, create great content. And in the end, that's helping uh our followers and people on social media and stuff that read our content because we can create really great content and uh, that benefits everyone, right? All right, well, I'm going to get out of here. Um, hopefully my day will uh, go a little bit better now that uh, my truck has been towed. <laughs> I have to call them in the morning now and uh, see, uh, you know, see what the doctor says. Uh, did my 20 plus year old truck actually it's 1998. So yeah, Ooh, gosh, it's an old truck. Uh, did it finally die or is it something simple? I forgot to put gas in it or something.
Until next time, hope you found this interesting. Take care of yourself. That's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Again, please subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up if we deserve it. If you want to comment on this episode's page, provide me with requests on topics for future episodes, or inquire about being a guest, please find your way to thebuilders.fm. You can contact me there or add a comment under these show notes. Now a word from our sponsor, my agency, Unified Web Design. We build custom websites, features, we maintain websites, we work with agencies to fulfill their web design and development needs, and more. If you are interested in our services or are looking for an agency to work with as a partner to build awesome sites for your clients, feel free to reach out to me at unifiedwebdesign.com. There's a handy contact me link at the top. Fill out that form and it will open a ticket and that ticket will find its way to me. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.